Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Monday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is February 14th. Andy, how are we doing? Brendan, I'm doing great. I just, uh, you know, I'm thinking about all the times the Bears beat up on the Super Bowl winning quarterback over the years. You know, Matt oh. Stafford. Did that happen often? I probably did. I assume it did. They right? were probably. terrible. I mean, they yeah. went 0-16 one year. That's true. That's true. God. Is who does Chris? Not a Collins, good Super Bowl. Not of, a bad Super Bowl, but not a great. Not not very good. It just kind of happened. Really fizzled can, out at the end. It just died. There seemed to be a lack of enthusiasm from the the announcers. The refs got involved. There the was Bengals there was just, plenty it, plenty of enthusiasm from Chris Collinsworth talking about Matt Stafford. I'm wondering like what the pro golf equivalent is of of like the fawning over. Over just like you know, he's good, but not great. Yeah, but like well, just now, the, the fawning, like just in love with him. Gosh, the thing is, he's gonna throw for a billion yards, and now he's got a Super Bowl. They're gonna think you know, it, uh, he's gonna have the stats in a rain. And when you look back on his career, it'll be Hall of Famer, maybe you know, and and it might, I don't know, whatever. We don't need to become an NFL podcast, but it, it was just, it, it was fine. It wasn't like the worst Super Bowl, but it just kind of happened and fizzled really fast at the end. It, it You know, I, I, I think most people wanted the Bengals. I wouldn't have mind to see the Bengals. I don't care that the Rams won. But anyways, it's over with. It wasn't the greatest game. There were a lot, much better games in this postseason than that one. But, uh, you know, it's over. Super Bowl Sunday. Should be a... Should be a holiday. We don't need to reheat that take. It is technically a holiday. Monday. Valentine's Day. Are you doing anything special? Valentine's Day? Is Valentine's Day the worst, most nonsensical holiday? I mean, it's up there in terms of just sort of sham. Well, I say the sweetest day is worse. But um, I'm, uh, I'm, I unfortunately, <laughs> as a, uh, a life thing, have to go home for yeah. a, a wake and funeral. So that's uh, I'm, I'm doing the opposite of, of uh, Valentine's Valent- Day. Sure, sure. So it's Bit uh, of the opposite. But I got, I got misses some flowers. That's, you know. You did? Yeah. Yeah, why not? You, you you succumb to the sort of commercial Listen, activity that this holiday is. Happy wife, happy happy life, Brandon. I think if you're gonna ask me, I think Groundhog Day is the most insane holiday of all the things. Like, who started that? Who thought about that? We just had it, but like, of all the ideas of a, a bunny coming through your house and leaving baskets, of a Santa coming down a chimney, like, who thought that they were gonna stare at a rodent? And that they could discern the rodent seeing his shadow and that this somehow meant thing. Like, when did that start? Who thought that was a thing? Uh, that's up there with Valentine's Day I, for I me. I would say that the absurdity of it makes it a great holiday because of how ridiculous the actual... I mean, think you, about when, it. When think you about lay that. it out, it's so absurd that How do they know great. what he looks at and sees? That's up there among all the insane things of like, where did that start and why did it start? But anyways, happy Valentine's Saint Day. I'd say St. Nick's is one. 
that's I all. throw out there as one that has, that I've never understood. I don't even <laughs> understand really what it is. But yeah. you know, people go yep. crazy over it, and yep. um, I've I've never been one to even. I don't know what the what the holiday is about. <clears throat> well, uh, needless to say, it's Monday. It's the fourteenth. There's we're a lot past... that happened this weekend, and here we are talking talking about, about Groundhog Day, ground the Groundhogs from ten days ago. Scotty Scheffler wins in a playoff over Patrick Cantlay at the uh, Waste Management Open, or I guess. It's now the WM, WM Phoenix Open. What is this nonsense? Where where do we? Why are we cutting out the words? What what was the point of that? Were they I looking to for say, to save room on the page for the newspaper? Like cutting out letters? What's going on there? Listen, I I think this is actually this is a rare case of of just shortening for branding that I agree <coughs> with because I have to think that waste management. <coughs> has gotten the wrong rap. There's the wrong connotation about the company for a long time. What are you, you know? getting at? I think, what do you mean? Like, I just think that, like, the other thing is, like, imagine recruiting. I had a buddy from high school that works at, <clears throat> works or worked or might still work at Waste Management. And he's, you know, oh, I work at Waste Management. I think people might think that he's a garbage man upon first meeting him, but he's not. And this is not a, a shot at garbage men. But garbage like, man's a good gig. Like, let's not yeah, let's it is not a put great that's gig. a good, My cousin's it's a a good garbage gig. Man. Yeah. It's a great good gig. gig. Yeah. But anyways, like I think that they don't there's a lot of things they do that's not just picking up garbage, you know? And I think that is why it's a good rebrand is that it's just the name <coughs> doesn't have like a good connotation waste management. Like that's not a good name for a company. So I think I like the switch to WM. I agree with this. Okay, so it's the WM Phoenix Open. Regardless of the name, Scotty Shuffler is our winner. I mean, first we thought win. we were first first career win, um, not without playoff, you know, some angst A and yeah, effort to give Super it away. Bowl. Yo, yeah, and it goes was, into the Super Bowl. It's just the most predictable thing. I was at a friend's house, a little party, you know, Super Bowl get together, and it's like I got. I mean, I got to watch this, and I was like banished to this like alternate room because you know the golf just kept going and it went i don't know what it, it went past the first touchdown well past the first touchdown i think it was yeah. odell beckham and it oh, just happened think? i don't know like i mean I, I saw a lot of cries for like they should have put tea times up an hour earlier they they certainly have the cushion to do that it's not like they're they're you know starting at the crack of dawn but I, I don't know. Would you do that? Is that a no brainer? Try to just try no, to finish at five five thirty, or just of, chance it. I think they're they're just on a run here of uh, of unfortunate mishaps of playoffs of Scotty Scheffler completely you know. Gagging. He did the Scotty Scheffler Sunday Scotty Scheffler thing there for a little bit, right? Of course, yeah, he, he came back. He drained one, uh, you know, on his third playoff hole. He uh, hit it too close, I think, for the situation. <laughs> He hit it into the range that you expect to make it, and that's the worst thing you can do when you have a putt like that you know you should make. Like if he was eight feet, I think he would have made that putt, but he was, you know, five four, or six feet. Four and a half, five. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, I had this I had this walk planned. It's a del- it was a delightful day out here on the West Coast. I had this walk planned and you know, with my daughter and wife, I was like, Oh, this is perfect. I'm gonna get a little walk in before the Super Bowl. And I'm just mm-hmm. like cursing. My wife's like, what's wrong? 
And I'm like, this damn of tournament course. goes into playoffs every year. It's, yep. it's just unbelievable. And the 18th hole is not a good, not not, uh, it, not the mean, worst. That, that hole's but been it's, bastardized by equipment. It's just so irrelevant now. Remember, these guys, it's like 450 yards. It's just driver flip wedge. It's so absurd. It's hard to make a five, it feels like, right? I yeah. mean, it's it's either, you know, three or four, you know, it's potentially, yeah. Even those guys missed the fairway. I mean, they, they on several times, several, several think instances, about Sheff- right? Think about Scheffler's shot he hit in the second playoff hole, how horrendous it, it looked like it could be when, it, you, yeah. when it's like, when it's left of a flag, you know, left, like of a left flag. He hit it left yeah. of a left flag, and it was like the most easy up and down it was you know i think part of it's his talent yeah that made it look but it did not sure. it, you know like you hit he hit it over there and i was like oh he's gonna lose and yep. it was like no no this is a pretty easy shot yep he he tried to give it away there as we said but congrats to him uh, um thought it was good to see some emotion we'll get to sahith the gala here in a little bit but like scheffler is um like either by design or, you know, completely unintended, he's extremely dry, right? He's got a reputation for like, the, you listen to TV folks, it's like, you got to do some lifting. If you get a Scottie Scheffler interview, and it's not like to say he's a bad guy or he's boring. It's just like, in an interview, he's going to be like, yeah, I don't know. We worked hard. We, we tried this. I put it well. Little, like got he's a little just, DJ. He's straight, yeah. He's just, uh, I'm not. This is. I'm not even saying this as a negative thing, but uh, it was good to see him. Uh, really, sort of emotional. You, you sort of saw the impacts of a bunch of close calls. He's not. He's not young, right? He's he's you know young in terms of PGA Tour years. He's not super young in terms of age. I don't think. Uh, but it, you know, he's been close here forever, and it's like, why doesn't this guy won? He, he's made the Ryder Cup team without winning in a, in a calendar year. Uh, so it was good to see some emotion. He beats Patrick Cantlay. Um, Cantlay seems to be like on a Sunjay M type style schedule these days, just playing everything at all times. Like, uh, I mean, we're in the first month of the year. He's just playing every single week. Um, he's always going to be, it feels like, in the top 10, top five, <clears throat> whatever it is. And there he was again in the playoff. He wasn't. I was surprised he didn't win. I was too. You got sirens going off. I don't think your mug's, mic is plugged in, by the way. So feels like. I don't know. It could be wrong. It's plugged in. All right. Okay. Um, could be, my daughter was messing with all the settings, though. She was hitting buttons on it the yeah. other night. And just, you know, just. So it could be just. Why are you surprised he didn't up. win? I just, I kind of thought with him in the hunt, I, I just thought it, it was kind of a foregone conclusion. And he kind of butchered, I mean, 17 was was where it yeah. went wrong a little, right? He hit kind of a really, he was in a really great spot and hit a pretty mediocre pitch. And, and um, you know, I just, uh, I kind of thought, he, it, you know, after what we saw end of last year it felt like it was going to be it was going to be over here um and he just didn't take it and also he didn't get it done in the playoff either right like we saw some it wasn't perfect um 
putting. I, I just couldn't. I, I was surprised, you know, and this is the percentages say that I shouldn't be surprised, <laughs> but you just would have, right. th- I would have thought one of those two putts went, goes down uh, in the first or the third playoff hole. First or yep. third time around the 18th hole. Um, so it, it just, you know, winning's hard, obviously, and, and Scheffler's a perfect example of that. Uh, you know, he's been in the mix so many times and uh, before getting this win. I mean, like, this was a kind of a foregone conclusion that he was going to get it done. And here we are, like, I think, like, the overarching big story in golf, this just adds fuel to it. Um, we've got two guys in the, in the top ten in the world that are that are not in their 20s, you know. Which is right. nuts. It's Rory right. at age 32 and DJ at what 38. Um, every other yeah. guy is in their 20s, and almost half of them are under 25, which while is we're wild. Up, yeah. So while we're on that theme, I mean, you just run down the leaderboard. It's Scheffler, Cantley, Shoffley. I mean, should TPC Scottsdale host a major? It was. I mean, it was crazy. I mean, even guys who didn't really make the broadcast there, you had. Hideki in the top 10, Rahm in the top 10, Thirst Bucket thirsted his way down in the back door with the 66, beat Marty Laird in our one-on-one. Hey, one and done I was six. looking at Laird. How crazy is this? Hasn't played Laird, well. T14, Laird finish, though. Laird finishes T14, and at T14, you've got Keith Mitchell, Brian Harmon, Chris Kirk, and Bubba Watson. That's got to yeah. be the first time ever that four players from the same college tied for the same place in a tournament. Harmon, Kirk, Watson, and who else? Keith Mitchell. Oh, All Mitchell. All Georgia guys. Yeah. Yeah. Four let's, Georgia guys, T14. That's nuts. Yeah. How about that? I, I just, thought you were you know, ready to make a, a big point about Martin Laird, and you just kind of buried him. You went with the well, other no, guys. Well, no, the but... only reason I noticed it was because I was looking at Martin Laird, where he finished, and oh, the guys around oh. him. And it was, and there's four Georgia guys. I mean, there's a couple other guys, like, you know, Tom Tommy Tables backing up a win. That was an impressive performance from Tommy Tables, backing up a win yeah, with a T14. Absolutely. Um, it's a but, good uh, leaderboard is the point. I think that the guy... That uh, of all these people, and they've noted it, Martin Laird, the last sponsor's exemption to win on the PGA Tour. I loved mixing him into the, into the broadcast there at the end, getting his run. Um, the guy that kind of stole the show among all these big names was Thagala, right? I mean, he really you, sort of... What about Hoffman? Hoffman stole the show. Well, we'll get the Chucky boy. We'll get the Charlie <laughs> Hoffman. I mean, if this was a Saturday morning show, we'd be going on and on. But I mean, there's very... I mean, the vultures have been picking at that carcass for 48 hours now. You know, and we, we'll, get to, we'll get to Chuck, waste, waste management ambassador here in a little bit. But, uh, you know, it's it's couple days passed since then. But the guy who kind of stole the show is not the big name or big name yet, but Sahit Thagala, right? He was like capturing the hearts and minds of the people on the ground, the golf Twitterverse, the the media, the broadcast. The, just the stories, uh, the stories of purposeful shanks and tops and hor- <laughs> horrendous shots while warming up for college tournaments is like... That's like all time. Yeah, the hustle, right? I mean, I, and his family. Like it, 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 
Look, you can get real caught up in like the narrative bullshit and you don't know what's real and what's not. Look, listen, I just sat through a Super Bowl as a Browns fan where they made it seem oh, like... BJ. Yeah, I mean, yeah. look, Odell... <laughs> I like, wanted to ask you about that. Look, the Browns weren't like good for Odell, but it wasn't like they like he was good for them either. Like the way they portrayed this, like he was, you know, imprisoned there with like it, it just was an odd narrative that they spun around that whole deal and i'm happy he did well i really am i don't hold it's a grudge unfortunately against them, but, got injured but the, yeah yeah i'm glad he got a touchdown and he did well once he went to the rams but the way they spun it as if like he that was a one-way deal was interesting um but like you know thagala look you don't know what's they really latched onto it they talked about like he's driving his own car he's you know cannonballing across the desert to get to the start. It's very much the opposite. Like, hey, man, like, it's endearing to see someone just completely in tears and exhausted and emotionally drained for the Phoenix Open, right? After the weeks we've had recently where, like, so little seems to register in terms of meaning for uh, certainly not a regular PGA Tour event. It was endearing and... Uh, awesome to see that from someone well, who, who played his ass here, off too. We'll talk about his golf as well. Here's yeah. what I, I'm going to say about that. He was the number one ranked college player in the world yep. or the college player in the country when he turned pro. Um, he signed a very big endorsement deal. Yeah. <laughs> let's not, let's not color this a different in sure. some different way. Like he signed a very big endorsement deal when he turned professional. Like number one ranked player in the country yeah. gets a at least high six figure deal. Probably into seven figures. All yeah, right. This wasn't like Jim so, Herman winning at right. age thirty eight or yeah. forty or whatever it was, you know, forty five. Yeah. It, it's, Second it's off he's he's played quite well all year, all season. And, you know, he had been in the mix. This, uh, you could Tory. see something he coming. He played well. He played well. He shot 75 on Sunday at um, at uh, the desert. Uh, Palm, Palm a- Desert, MX, too. Yeah. 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 So, like, he, he played well there. He played well at Torrey. The thing that's kind of like I saw all the all the tweets about the story, like how great it was, like the tears and everything. The one thing that makes me sad about all of it is that's the only time we'll see it from him because you think it's over. Well, that's what happens is players yeah. have success and, and the money and, and yeah. the tour turns them into robots. Right. Um, and <coughs> I, I don't think he's going to be though. a robot, yeah. but like, I hope he's not a robot, but like that, the pessimism in me of what happens on this, on this tour to players after they've, they've tasted some success Right. It, that's that's kind of what I thought. I was kind of sad about it because, you know, that aspect of golf is kind of gone week in, week out. Yeah. He got a, he, uh, he cr- cr- crappy bad break. Not a good break at 17, but that's, that's, the, that's the hole. Like, if you throw it up there, sometimes you're going to get a bounce, right? I mean, if you go at it, you, you might not get the bounce you precisely need. Um, I, I, I love the play. Like, here's the thing is that, you know, we saw it, Tori. He, he kind of got just blown out to sea <laughs> over the weekend. And yeah, like, that's set. what, that's usually what happens. Like it was very rare. We see these guys like have quick success, you know, and, and when you get in the moment the first time, 
it goes really well. So, you know, the first time he got in the moment at Torrey, it didn't go well at all, right? Right away. Yep. This time out, he played great on Saturday. I think Saturday, his performance really turned a lot of people's heads. Like that was, you know, especially late on Saturday, holding every, you know, holding it together all around and then, and then finishing the way he finished. Um, and then, you know, come out Sunday and really, you know, not back down. And then, you know, he's, he's a bounce, a good bounce away from, you know, really putting that, you know, winning, you know, that, bo- yeah. that's a good bounce. He makes an easy birdie Probably and, three. Yeah. and he makes it, he, he just makes a par on 18. He wins. So I, this is like one of those things when you see these, that progression, like that's typically what happens is where you, you know, you get really close and then hopefully next time he gets it done. But like, this is a guy that you're going to see a lot of, you're going to hear from, he's probably going to become, be a, a cash machine. I'm, I'm interested to see, you know, one thing that he's a, he's a West coast guy. Um, yeah. It's going to be interesting. You, you, after next week, we're going to yep. the Southeast. Like, yep. And you see guys like Kisner, the complete opposite, where they play, they're just, you get Kisner on Bermuda and it's, you know, he's nuts how good he is. So it'll be interesting to see how his game translate. That could be another learning curve for him. But, you know, out on the West Coast, he's been really good. Yeah. He was, I think it's good for, I mean, look, hopefully he's not a robot, but just to see someone that's so moved by and impacted by losing the Phoenix Open, not the Masters, not the U.S. Open, not whatever. Um, I'm sorry to be such a pessimist about him. That he's going to be a robot? I don't know. Maybe he is. I love seeing, like, he had, like, 40 family members. They did the pictures of that. I I, I bought into that hook, line, and sinker, and, and whatever. I said the same thing about, you know, Akshay. Like, it's good to have you know, different representation, right? On the high, on the greatest game and, and on the on the highest level, I'm sorry, uh, in the game. Uh, it's good to have somebody that, would, that looks different, that's different color skin, that seems to have a different background, um, uh, playing well. And I think like, hopefully, like you said, a cash machine, but I don't know. I mean, that, that's the thing about the Super Bowl with Burrow. It's like, I don't know. It seems like he'll be good, but like, once you're there, like you gotta, you, you hope it's you hard can, to get back it off. There. Yeah, That's like the thing. Yeah, like, and I, I everybody think everybody always think... play play well again, but I don't know. You're you're there, and it just seems like you'll be back. I, I don't know. Who knows? I feel like that's what we talk about with majors all the time, right? And yeah. uh, I I think the gala. I mean, it's a little different. Just with it with the pedigree with with what the way he played. It's just it didn't take him very long to get up to the PGA Tour, despite very you know, not the best situation with, with when he turned professional status. And yeah, I just, yeah. I don't think that this, I think this is going to be something that he is a, you know, he's going to be a pretty big, big name. Um, Was he by, on the KFT? Right. Like he, he, like, I just found it amusing that he and his caddy are sponsored by corn Ferry. And I just, I didn't he like, so he turned pro at like an awful time in terms of the pandemic and, and all that. And I just, I found it amusing that he has a corn fairy sponsorship, carried that over. Like it's like the web.com and it's, it's on his caddy's hat. Also, another amusing so, was Cantlay being sponsored by his caddy in a garbage man's bib and a Goldman Sachs hat. Like just sort of the, the, 
spectrum there of, of branding all across his, his body. But yeah, Thigala is a big Corn Ferry brand ambassador. So I believe how he got on Corn Ferry is he Mondayed into Chitty Matcha, Louisiana. Okay. Right. And, he, and, he, and then if you, if you top 25 on the Corn Ferry, you're in the next week. And basically he, he finished 19th there. And then he was, he, finished 46 and kind of reshuffled into the into okay. the status and you know from there he did enough to make it to corn Ferry finals where he finished um fourth and uh six in in the last two events so okay all right but now he's a big corn Ferry ambassador uh anything else from phoenix it was obviously like all around really strong event you had the hole in one you want to i want to talk about how disappointed one, I, I am say. with Brooks. I had it as a note. I didn't know if we wanted to go there. What do you want to say? He, he played like shit Saturday and Sunday. Did not play well either day. Xander, Xander, you know, I will keep popping Xander. I guess he won a gold medal, but I'll throw him in there too. What do you want to say about Brooks? I kind of think that the once, you know, seemingly, you know, unsinkable ship has sprung a few leaks on okay. on, on Sunday. He's really sloppy. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, he's just like mm-hmm. bad bogeys. It's not like... It's not like tidy. You get, yeah, you hit like a foul ball and you got and you make a bogey because you're like, you, you went OB or you got a drop or you, you just got to scramble back. Like, that's fine. But he, he like gets a little sloppy up around the green, right? You know, it's like a bad bunker shot and then a two putt and things like that. It's just it just occasionally like kicks away shots when he shouldn't. I did I was going back and you know there aren't that many great Sundays. Oh. Are we like Since- are we just reconsidering all of Kepka's career right now? Is that what you're getting at? No, I just like since that PGA. Yeah. It's not been like great on Sunday. It's just you know, it, it, he talks about how you know embarrassing it is to be twentieth in the world or whatever. But like, guess what? That's what you are. Yeah. You know. So yeah. like, I just and like what you said about sloppiness. It's like that's the thing. Is it is just sloppy. It, yeah. it is what was so impressive about him on his major run was how machine like it was. Sure. And that's the thing that's concerning to me is that it's like it's like when a really good basketball player is playing on a really shitty team and they get all those bad <laughs> habits ingrained, you know, yeah. of like, you know, it's yeah. like the difference between playing winning basketball and 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 losing basketball and not winning, you know, is like he, you know, this the whole thing about not caring which I I don't think you should care about a lot of tour events, whatever. But like, if you're in the mix, that's where the the switch should be able to be, and that's where where we've seen him turn it on. But we aren't mm-hmm. seeing him turn it on quite as much as we used to see him turn it on, and that's right. a bit concerning. Like that, where like the lackadaisicalness, yeah, um, almost could be, I don't know. And we haven't seen he might win a few majors. Like he's still got all the tools. But I'd just like to see, you know, it's today's a tournament. A little apathetic. Today's tournament was out there for the taking. Yep. Like it was. Is nobody yep. won that thing? 
Right. It just like kind of fell into people's laps. And like you look at the people, like nobody did anything. Like Kepka played like complete garbage for like 11 holes. And yeah. like didn't finish great and almost won. Right. It's two out, uh, one out, one out of the playoff. So yeah, I, I felt like he was eight out of the playoff. Now that I look at it, he's just walling away because he did not, he was not sharp either Saturday or Sunday. Um, yeah, the bogey, the bogey on 16. I mean, it's just like, yeah, it's a wedge shot. It was, yeah, yes. And I, like he played well on the back nine, but like the front nine, like there's, I don't know. It's just. Uh, not a lost day. He had a lot of commercials. I mean, all the greens that he missed with wedges. Right. It was horrendous. I mean, that's his game. I mean, that, that's the modern game. You got to be able to hit the hit the green with your wedge. Um, wasn't a lost day though. He made, he had a lot of commercial time. Nick Ultra, get getting on, uh, on the Super Bowl like big big night for Brooks Kefka. I mean, I assume most people watching the Super Bowl aren't familiar with him and that's not a shot at brooksy that's just a shot at you know the larger audience overlap with golf but yeah he had a you want to talk about you want to talk about 16 sure let's talk about it i got it in here that too what i don't know the beer i uh, rain i know, thought rain sunday was sunday got a little 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 over the top but it's oh, fine. Oh, you want to be I the think, old funny daddy? Do you no, think we should I, cancel it? I think should when somebody, chips, when somebody chips in, somebody chips in, there shouldn't be, like, when, when somebody chips in, there should Act be like a delay. Act like you've been there before. Yeah. That, Talking that's, penalty, throw the flag, I'm get him out fine. of there. The whole one, whatever, you know, it is what, it, like, I, you know, I don't care. It's one week a year. You think they set year. that up for an ace, 124 on Saturday, 124 yards? I mean, the pin's not super easy. It seems they like should, they should set it up for yeah, an ace. That's, that's true. It's like, you know, why not? Why wouldn't So what? You? The chip in, people are throwing beers on the green. Out. Sunday's allegedly the docile day, right? That's the day that everyone's kind of coming back down. But there was a lot that's of... That's what I'm of, saying. Maybe, yeah. maybe the tournament... They had two two bottle delays on on Sunday... And maybe they don't go into the first quarter. (laughs) Like we got bottled. We're backing up. We're backing up to the the Super Bowl. (laughs) Maybe we get done five minutes earlier, and and everybody doesn't miss a touchdown. I mean, what are you saying? Do you have a take? Do you want to take a stance here and tell it? Like, should we take the bleachers down? The suites should go away. I I think it's gone too far. I think it's a delightful thing. One one week a year. I don't want it any more than that. Did Jolie D and Harry Higgs win thirst bucket of the week? <laughs> that's I was gonna. That's one of the reasons there. I brought up sixteen. I wanted to talk about thirst bucket of the week. <laughs> Thank, I mean, certainly nominees. I mean, not the most. I don't JT know. JT putting the squints jersey on. That was Where, about the, Where'd that come I don't, from? What's I don't the know. There? Why him putting a that? jersey on is about as as a good of a lock as uh, as the uh, <laughs> as as the as the tournament going into the Super Bowl. <laughs> just any jersey, just no. Yeah, I'll take any jersey. Give me a jersey, any kind of jer- squints. Where'd that come from? Um, yeah, I I don't know. The, the chip in, uh, the shirts off. I think that's good. I think I, I'm not here to take that away from people. It's a thirsty maneuver. 
It needs to happen once and only once. We don't need to see like everybody trying to duplicate it. That's great. I love Harry Higgs and Jolie D. That's the they thing. should be the ones to do it. Now we don't, you know, shit, we're still seeing James Hans Gainham style dance from eight years ago or whatever that was. Like like just once and only once. We don't need a lot of duplication. Here here's what needs to be learned, I think, from the waste management. It's the only tournament that should have what it has because it's the only tournament that will be have like the essence, right? right. Everything else will be shitty knockoffs. All right? Uh-huh. The beer bottles coming out on hole one should only come out on hole once. Otherwise, you lose the essence of the 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 beer bottles. You know, right? right. Like the chip in cheapened yesterday. The cheap, you know, and now Harry Higgs and Jolie D. That was awesome. Yep. Yep. Now, if somebody tries to replicate that, it's gonna suck. When you have that many beer bottles, they're not protecting the players. Too, right like as charlie hoffman would say the beer bottles coming down <laughs> the f- they're not protecting the players the green is being damaged like the well, conditions might, might have been softer for the yeah. for other guys later <laughs> Could have been soft. a little damp a little more damp hey that's a separate issue great segue i mean we don't need to say more we said about it on friday it was firm it was great good good conditions where you could have uh, you know 15 under 16 under wins get you a playoff uh but it felt like these guys were at least having to hit some golf shots, right? In the yeah, like especially you saw 16, people, too, from 125 <laughs> yards. You got to actually still hit it. You saw people, like, if you're in the wrong spot, you, like, see that there's some sort of penalty for being in the wrong spot. Like, yeah. it, not, like or not a good spot. I wouldn't say, like, wrong. I think anywhere in the fairway, they're still fine. But, like, you saw, like, oh, he's in the rough. It doesn't matter. I saw Brooksy hit what I thought was going to be a great shot on 10. And it just, he was coming out of a bunker and it just didn't grab like Shoffley's did right before him from the fairway. And it's like, oh, like, it's because he yeah. wasn't in a, a good spot. Like, it yeah. didn't grab and he didn't make birdie where it looked like when it, where, where it landed, it was going to be a kick in. Yep. Anything else from Phoenix? We'll get to Chuck Hoffman. He's his own little segment here in, in news. But anything why else? do we keep pushing this up? Let's talk about Chuck Hoffman. We're let's. I want to. You don't want to talk break. about the Russell Kaima or anything want, like that. I want a clean break from the waste management before I move on to the Russell Kaima. All right. Charlie Hoffman posts on Friday night. Look, we. Look, we could have done two and a half hours on this Saturday morning. The guy, like I said, it's a carcass. The vultures have picked over it. We picked over it. We got our tweets in. I, I didn't get any tweets All right, in. okay. Here's the post. Charlie I've been Hoffman. waiting. I've been saving all of it for this. Oh, well, there you go. Fantastic. I haven't, but I didn't want to give away any of it for free. We should put Even this behind the paywall. I was about to say, we, we should put With this no behind the paywall. Uh, Charlie Hoffman posts on Friday night. What a jo- I mean, out of nowhere. It's just completely out of nowhere. Look, the content gods provided on this one really, really came through for us. They always provided. You were bemoaning that they hadn't been around. Uh, I think that was middle of the farmers. They, there hadn't been enough. And this was a, just a complete bounty, uh, a bounty, a harvest uh, of from the content gods. Posted on Instagram, Chuck Hoffman. Unbelievable, the mindset going through this. What a joke at USGA, at PJ Tour. Today on the 13th hole, I hit my drive in the water and took a drop on the side of a hill that had no, that no grass. Missing a word. Drop twice, then place on a small tough, t- tough of grass. Not tough, but 
Not tough. tough. Like as in it was strong and, and hardy, tough of grass. Turned around the ball, started rolling into the water. I was under the impression that the USJ had changed that rule. I was wrong. You're, you never start in a, under the impression. That means that's a you problem. The best is buddy. complaining when you're wrong. <laughs> tough. When tough you made the, made the mistake. I was wrong. Had to take another penalty for doing nothing wrong at all. But you were wrong. But you just said you were wrong. <laughs> I was wrong, period. Had to take another penalty for doing nothing wrong at all. Did everything by the book. It, it kind of didn't. I mean, you did. I mean, you did, I guess. But, you know. You, the you old book. You preca- did yeah, you didn't take precautions again. Wasn't it yourself. the old, old book? This is We're talking about the old yeah. book before the revision. And then the second revision didn't change it. So here we make the leap from just a lot of just, you know, angst and moaning to just these grand pronouncements about the world. <laughs> Did everything by the book, period. And let's launch them. It's still mind-blowing that a group of amateurs ruled the professional game of golf. <laughs> really took a leap there. I also blame the PGA Tour rules officials for putting out a terrible penalty area line <laughs> where this could even happen. No accountability at any level here. I mean, you're accountable. Your scorecard shows you are. You're accountable there. So at least one level, Chuck. Um, No protection for the players at all. These pampered MFers. No protection for the players at all. Good God. Charlie Snowflake. You wonder why guys are wanting to jump ship and go play on another tour. We are just going another leap across a canyon of love. Can I just put something right now in here what? for yeah. everybody? Yeah. This guy's on like the leadership council of the pack of the player yeah. advisory. He Still? was voted. Yeah, yeah. He, he is like he's one of supposed to be one of the guys that's like represents the tour. You wonder, I just want like, to keep this in mind. This guy's ball rolled into the water, and here we are with the USGA getting buried, and now we're going to, you wonder why guys are wanting to jump ship and go play on another tour. <laughs> Players need transparency, protection, and consistency. We don't have that under the current governing bodies. And here... Another, like, honestly, I tweeted on Friday we could do the 55 horrible things about this post, and I honestly think we could get to 55. I think we could get to 65. Here he now starts tagging in just random large media like we, companies. Like, we weren't going to see it. Like, we, right? like, he's got however many thousand followers. Like, people weren't going to see this. Like, so what is he, he needed he is, to tag like, this in. He's Edward Snowden, and he's going. He's a whistleblower, and like he's going to WikiLeaks here. And he's tagging the ABC News. What, like, what's going on here? He tags Golf Channel, Golf Digest, the DP World Tour, Saudi International Golf. Like, what are they gonna do? They're like, yeah, Charlie, you're right. You're, you're right. That's a bad. That's a bad ruling you got. Barstool, Riggs, ESPN, Fox Sports, which I don't think has any affiliation with golf whatsoever anymore. <laughs> CBS Sports and NBC Sports. Sorry, Jay! Exclamation point. What? This, this is a new paragraph. Was this guy hammered tagged. when he posted this? What is happening? Where did this go? Sorry, Jay. So he tagged. He does his little WikiLeaks. He's he's whistleblowing to every you know tours and you know uh, other news outlets. Sorry, Jay! Exclamation point. 
we need to do better at all levels of the PGA Tour, including myself, who represent the players on the board of the tour. If we don't, we won't have a tour any longer. Hopefully, there will be change soon. This is all stemming from his shitty bad drop. His bad, his own bad, and it might have been a bad break. And I was talking about the tour not existing anymore. Where? How did we get here? This is unbelievable. Just meandering path of a post. And there's so many bad things about it. And, you know, we're laughing about it now because I think the anger and the sort of... I mean, the guy just got shredded. To, he got put through a wood chipper 10 times over for <laughs> two then, days. Then he, then he went out and played, like, complete shit <laughs> all weekend long. <laughs> he ended up finishing DFL. <laughs> I mean, let's, let's, like... All right. I honestly can't get mad about this anymore. I did. Well, the, I did the so whole thing. One, it's just such a new, bitch move. One, like it is. Like come on. So one newsworthy thing yeah. is that Phil and Bryson yes, immediately that's, that's jump the in. More sinister. Yeah. Yes. And, and and encourage this behavior. They get I feel you absolutely. I feel you. Like, look. I mean, there's clearly the Saudi angle there. They they're they're they they. Phil and Bryson seem eager to see the PGA Tour capitulate or just go down altogether. I don't know. They're, anything bad, any kind of ignominy on the PGA Tour or a bad ruling apparently is justification for the taking the Saudi money at this point, right? And they're, that's what they're using this as a shield. I wouldn't be surprised if Phil was there with his San Diego buddy Chuck you know, it's kind of like the the talking him on the phone. Yeah. Talk oh, to you him on the phone. You should totally talk post him. that. Like when they put the guy on a horse and send him out in the middle of the battlefield just as cannon fodder, <laughs> and then Phil and Bryson are coming around on the sides with you know the more strategic. <laughs> like, oh, Chuck, you got to post that. You absolutely got to do that. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. So, so that's the most sinister. It's, it's, here's like, I, here's the other thing. I'm looking at the shot tracer. And just like looking at the shot tracer, like the shot like date, like where yeah. the shot like line is. Yeah. It seems like he might have probably should have maybe reteed. Oh, wait. Oh, you think he took a Sun Cane deal? Or what do you well, mean? Or no, I, it just like it seems like it's pretty questionable whether it even crossed, <laughs> crossed over land, which is probably why he found such a feeble tough of grass. <laughs> People. <laughs> like maybe Dominio uh, diminutive tough of grass. All right. There's a lot right. of issues here. So, the so USGA thing's bullshit. Like like that that like all right, let's do the Saudi thing first. Can I can I just like say some stuff here? Yeah, some, go. Get in. So I I think that this is an absurd thing to get all worked up about. It's just it, like Charlie. an absurd situation. We saw Ricky. The same thing happened to Ricky when he was leading the tournament a few years ago. And he handled it so much different. Like it and I would like I think like 
I think about Ricky when he handled that situation. If I was in that situation, I wouldn't have handled it that well. And no. I think Charlie is a, is a perfect evidence of like how a lot of people would have handled that situation. So like first off, Ricky deserves some credit. This Ricky yep. gets driven by so much on this podcast. And it's right, not so. any maliciousness, but he deserves yeah. some credit here from a few yeah. years ago. Second off, I mean, like, how how fed up do you have to be for this to happen on, on the 13th hole of your round and have it carry all the way over after the round Friday night. to where you would make a public statement about a tournament that you're sponsored? One of your biggest yeah, sponsors is the, the sponsor yeah. of the tournament. Right. Like, right. are you, is Charlie, Charlie Hoffman's always appeared to be like a pretty mild mannered, normal guy to me. Maybe he's a closet psycho. Like, that's one <laughs> thing that I took away from this. Like, yeah. how worked up would you have to be? That's Third. The, go ahead. What's going on behind closed doors with the PGA Tour that these players are so mad? This guy is no on the pack. No protection this guy, for the players. This guy all. is like was the chairman or one of the like one of one of the leadership roles of the pack and he's doing this? Like it leads me to believe that the, like this showed me that there's some sort of smoke coming out from inside the tour. That, really? Like, I actually... I think this guy's just a lunatic, and it's a one-off thing. He's pissed so about his drop. Be, and he's it could be number up. two. It could be point number two, that yeah. he's just a closet psychopath, and that he's been, you know... This could be similar to the Kuchar. This is Doesn't actually... Doesn't seem right. Doesn't seem you know what? right. This reminds me a little bit of Kuchar with the caddy thing. Why? What do you mean? Like, everybody thought Kuchar was this happy-go-lucky guy uh, who just, like... Sure. Mind his own business, collect his checks, like made a bunch of money. Everybody, oh, that what a good guy. And then he didn't pay his caddy. <laughs> Charlie Hoffman, similar. He's made like what forty million dollars in his career. That's the thing. He's of, <laughs> like, of no he's distinction. Just, like no if this distinction. He's won the Valero, right? You know, he, uh, Will Gray had a great tweet about how he made like four point something million dollars in twenty seventeen without ever winning. Like he's made okay. just. A ton of money on this tour where he says he's been, you know, he's being treated, you know. This is a newsflash to people like Charlie Hoffman, to people like Matt Kuchar, like another name like that I think is in the similar ilk of, of a player like is Gary Woodland. Gary Woodland should just take down notes. He's done a wonderful job of this in his career. Never say anything. Just don't ever talk to anybody. Don't have social media. Because only bad things can happen. Because Charlie Hoffman, for the rest of his career, is going to be remembered by this moment. It, it blew up. And I think that's indicative of maybe, like, I I mean, it was at, you know, it, golf isn't soccer. But the reaction to this, the reaction in re recent weeks um, to the Saudi stuff has it's been pretty unanimous, right? I mean, you have strange bedfellows here, whether it's, like, Brandel and Golf Twitter and the PGA Tour and Golf Twitter and the networks and um, Brooks Kepka, you know, all these different parties pretty find a lot of this shit pretty distasteful, right? And and like that doesn't mean we think the PGA Tour is I don't know optimally run, right? But like 
Oh, I don't. I like, actually, <laughs> I, I'm actually vehemently, you know, usually against the tour, and most. Yeah. Of the, I think I think Tron had some good tweets, like the fact that like Charlie Hoffman is in any way making the tour. Like you feel remor- like you feel some like yeah. sympathy yeah. for the tour is be. It's unbelievable well, that's that that's the situation I'll... he's put it, put them in. This is preposterous that they don't think they have protection the guy's made so much fucking money um and he's acting like such what the the tour like has made their website worse (laughs) you want to go back to the tour being bad no i i I guess that's what what was amusing is just the absolute like vehemence and unanimity of the backlash to this post and the backlash to Phil, like Phil is like, I I don't want to say he's completely tarnished his legacy, but right now, and and things change quickly. It might all be forgotten in a year if whatever happens, happens, and he doesn't go anywhere or whatever. Like, but like he's really, really sort of, I think tarnishing himself, right? I mean, everybody kind of considers him so, the obnoxious greed comments, this shit, like where he's, you know, riding blocking, into support then blocking, and blocking everybody. everybody. Like he just looks really pathetic. And and Bryson, you know, nobody, nobody's taken Bryson seriously on anything aside from his golf in years. And and everybody knows he's probably this craven sort of. I don't know. He's craving in terms of just looking for the cash, and that's fine, whatever. But like for them to all of a sudden use this as some sort of shield, like, oh, we're getting bad rulings out there. The rules officials suck. The USGA sucks. And this is why we got to go to Saudi Arabia. Like, that's the shield they're going to use? No, just say you're going because, you know, I'm, I'm going to get $100 million with blood cover, blood on it. You know? Uh, like, that's the reason. So... Uh, there's so many moving parts in this. Like, obviously, you continue to have. This isn't a new aspect. The USGA tension, where amateurs shouldn't be setting the rules for for the pros, and I think that again brings about this disconnect. Like, you've talked about this before. Like, these people are are like dedicated professionals. Like, the USGA's effed up in they're, many instances. There are more like, pros than anybody up. at the at the PGA Tour. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. Like there's these guys like you're a professional at, at a job, right? Yeah. Whether or not we believe it, we're professional podcasters. I don't know if we really are, but eh. right? Eh. It's what we spend most of our professional lives doing. Like the guys that make the rules, that's all they do. That's their job. Right. Right. Like and so your job seems- is to play golf, like and to get the ball in the hole. The PGA Tour's job is to put on tournaments and sell sponsorships and, you know, I mean, the- DMCA people. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, they aren't a rule. They don't want to be a rules organization either. That's the thing, yeah, yeah. is that they work with the USGA to make these rules. I mean, if they were a rules organization and non-member run, like, Charlie Hoffman would have been, like, disappeared by Saturday. Like, get the hell off our tour. Like, you don't bring anything anyways. Like, get the hell out of here. Tagging in Saudi International, like, you're suspended. I don't want to hear from you ever again. Like, basically, like, get out. That that would be, he's, but he's protected. 
in a way Here, that here's, you know, he indicates he's not. This tw- this uh, whole situation made me really like. I've always like had a belief that like the Saudi golf, like as messed up as the mor- morals of Saudi Arabia sports washing are, like had an opportunity to provide a better golf product, and. This made me realize, based off of the comments of of Charlie Hoffman and then the the tagging in of Phil and Bryson and just their general media antics, that Saudi Arabia golf will be, be just so fucking awful. Yeah. Like, awful. there will be no access. There will be no, you know, like, these guys will just get paid a ton of money and do nothing but hit a golf ball. And... Yeah, probably be. I mean, what they're supposed to be given every ruling that they want. Yeah, and if they exactly. disagree with it, they can't talk out because they're owned. They are owned, right? There's going to be no sort of drama like this. Um, you know, you can't like you think you can go and post about this about the, some Saudi league. Anyways, I, I guess the PGA Tour should invoke some sort of a a, a, a new format for golf. Yes, like yeah. there shouldn't be. 50 weeks of 72 hole stroke play. I think everybody knows this. They Uh, should, but, but this, the, like the, it's clear that Bryson and Phil, like there's a new media regime, new ruling world that they are, you know, kind of behind. Right. Um, Hey, like I know we're, we, we've, that we got from like some ball rolling in the water that these crazy things about the USGA and the Saudis and the PGA tour and protection, like a new, not a new, but, a, but a, a strain of thought this weekend. I saw, you know, Eamon Lynch wrote a column, Kyle Robbins had a tweet, um, a few others. I can't remember where we're like, basically like, all right, we've gotten to the point where the tour just needs to like, I think Kyle's phrased it as like, all right, Phil, like you can leave and like get out of the house and lock the door behind him. Like, that's it. I think Eamon was more like they need to come out and just say like, get out of here, go leave. Fine. Or I think John Huggins was like, the tour needs to come out and say something. I don't know that the tour even wants to acknowledge that the Saudis exist. um, and, And, you know, give it that sort of platform by, by responding. But like, are you at the point, like, are we at the point where they should be like told to, get out I, I don't know that they legally can do that but but or, or more or less being like in a statement jay's like whatever just go fine phil like we've had enough get get out of here like you're 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 trying to destroy your colleague's organization you know it, it feels like we're getting they're, they're there. poisoning the well yeah it, it does feel like Phil's i mean just, that's the thing that's the thing think about charlie hoffman he's a pack guy yeah, that's he's the thing that at, stuck with from me is like adding Saudi international golf in the post. Adding like it, bringing the best is it. the best is like Charlie. They they don't want you, <laughs> right? That's the funniest thing about the whole thing is that Charlie Hoffman. Hey, nobody nobody's recruiting Charlie Hoffman. So one more side angle I saw a little bit. Should the Saudis be going after the young guys or do they need like the West? Should they be trying to get the gala? Should they have tried to get like Ricky Castillo? Like these guys who aren't even pros or is that like, cause they might not pan out. Is there too much risk in going up? But like, I think, I think as opposed too to Westwood, Poulter, I think Stenson, the, people like that. All the good young guys have told them to go fuck off. It seems like, yeah, but I'm not even talking like outside of Bryson of col- college looking for 
you know, eight, seven-figure thing. Some guy from college. I guess maybe that should be the play as opposed to all these guys who are 48 years old. They could probably go get a good deal on Norman Jong and, you know. (laughs) Uh, All right. I think that does it. Do you have any other notes on Chuck Hoffman? There were plenty of good jokes, tweets. Going back to your thing, I think that this is just the way golf's going to be for a little while. It's going to be, and it could be, it could be this way for a while. It's like what we talked about a couple weeks ago. There's, it seems like there's going to be another tour and it's going to reduce the quality of the PGA tour, whether or not anybody wants to admit it, they're going to take the money so big that they're going to take some players of note and the fields are going to get weaker. We're going to see, Hopefully more, you know, Peter Jacobson and Davis Love the Third teeing it up from it. You know, that's the one <laughs> benefit that you'll get. But I mean, um, you think you're going to start seeing players like invoke like anytime they have a gripe with anything PGA Tour, like oh we didn't get to play lift clean in place today, or you know, like that we're just going to oh well maybe I'll go to well, Saudi I, now. This is that this is what I was saying about the the Thigala stuff is like where you get this pessimistic view is like yeah. you get these guys with just like such wonderful personalities and and everything and like Charlie Hoffman is a perfect example and you put them in the tour for 20 years and they just get so fucking pampered. I'm sorry for all the F bombs. It's uh <laughs> but it's just this it's just they get pampered. They get used to everything being served on a silver platter. It's the same reason why the USGA gets just dragged through the mud every US Open. One week a year. Yeah. Is that yeah. these guys, and what's always perplexing to me is these guys grew up with the USGA tournaments being like the biggest deal and the best experience of their lives. And then they get on the tour and they get this group think and they get the everything catered to them like every, every single week. And what happens is after 10 years, they just become just like, it just ruins them. It's what Nicholas Colsarts talks about the yeah. culture the individuality is just gone and and that's the thing that that sucks is that you know it makes sense why you know the the target who they're targeting for this league like are people that have been on the tour for a long time used to being handed stuff and the pe- players that have kind of resisted it being younger guys that still have some of their soul the thing that's still i maintain is not like these guys aren't going to a place where they're going to be independent at all. Like they're going to get paid handsomely and then they're going to, they're going to have to totally, they're going to be owned more or less. Right. Like they go to some place and the conditions suck or the course isn't in good shape or they're whatever. They're not, they have very little autonomy they don't, they don't tell people how to be anymore. They're told how to be. I have to think if you sign on to the Saudi league anyways. All right. That does it for Chuck Hoffman. Uh, what a gift from the content guides. Totally out of left field. Charlie Hoffman becoming the main character of the weekend. Uh, amazing just tweets. Cannonballs launched into him as he rode across the battlefield, right up the center, taking on fire from everywhere. Um, all right. Elsewhere in the world of golf at the Russell Kaima Classic, Ryan Fox, I think went wire to wire 
Link went wire to wire, one by five over Ross Fisher. I have I didn't watch a single second of this tournament. I didn't I'll, either. I think I did. Maybe it was on in the background when I, did. I realized it hadn't switched over to CBS or something like that. But yeah, Ryan. I got Fox. nothing. I got nothing for it. I, a other burly than boy. I, I, you know, I burly saw boy from New Zealand. Our, our guy Marunk was in the mix, yep, and uh, yep, and yep. and the bullet Marcus Armitage. He was Great. probably excited to be there and could see another top ten. Another top ten. He's on the. He's on the move. Could see ya. He's coming. <laughs> Bounce back here. We're through the. We're getting through the pandemic. Life's returning to normal. Kudziazon is coming out of hibernation. Uh, on the Corn Ferry Tour, Brandon Matthews. The Gap Boys are jumping for joy. Uh, Brandon Matthews hammers his way to a uh, 19 under one one shot victory at the Astara Golf Championship presented by Mastercard in Bogota, Colombia. Uh, Matthews obviously. I don't want to say he's a catnip favorite, but he we're is. familiar with his work on social media. You know, he he murders the ball. He obviously had that amazing, heartwarming moment at that. What was it? The qualifier? That, right, I think it was the, the Argentinian Open. Okay, so where, yeah, we're familiar with Brandon Matthews by this point. Uh, seems like he's headed for the PGA Tour now with a win. He's he's I think he's first now in the points. Um, has been playing well out before this win. Uh, so another, I don't know. Uh, when he gets thing. on tour, it's going to be a you won't believe, you won't believe <laughs> type moment. Type moments regularly. That being said, everything I've heard about him, he's, great a, dude, he's a great right? dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, yeah. and that, hey, Patrick Newcomb made the cut too. You know, everybody's favorite APGA player, former Fried Egg podcast guest. We never got into that. Three wiggle. One in the APGA event. Seems like a delightful guy. Uh, yeah. I mean, that was maybe not the greatest, but maybe not his fault either. I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if I would have played. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's, a, it's an interesting situation. It's an interesting situation. I'll say my, 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 my eight-year-old for Black History Month had to do a biography report on famous American... And I said, oh, you could do uh, Patrick Newcomb, APGA <laughs> legend. Nobody in my house got it, uh, except for me. But that, that was, that, that's, that's the extent of our Patrick Newcomb coverage here. What, what do you say? You got a top 10? No, he just um, made the cut. Oh, yeah. <laughs> cool. there you go. He finished DFL of go. those making the cut. There you go. Um, all right, elsewhere in results, uh, we had Hannah Green, and it was Dimitro... Papadatis, Demetrius Papadatis, win the uh, Vic Open. Hannah Green drinking champagne out of her shoe. This was a bit of catnip from down under. Apparently some uh, bet or some sort of challenge from Daniel Ricardo, the uh, F1 driver. But that that was, I mean, these a lot of these outlets just ignored this event's existence until it was time to post the video of Hannah Green drinking uh champagne out of her shoe no i mean we didn't cover it last week either but that, that's your vic open traditionally or recently a great event so the, the men's and women's hannah green accomplished accomplished aussie player don't know much about dimitros papadatis but he won on the men's side i think that's all i got for results we hit euro tour corn ferry and the vic open anything else you got on this sunday night turn monday Nothing. morning it's now after midnight here. Super Bowl Sunday, Monday. It's, it's Valentine's Day. So. West Coast is, is really great for this podcast. It's still only 9.15, you know. Yeah. 
Not great here. Not great here. All right. All right. Everyone, enjoy, everyone enjoy your Mondays. We'll be back with you on Wednesday.